you learn so much about yourself when you're thrown into challenging situations. And I think some of the most interesting and wise people that I know are people who have gone through really difficult situations and come out stronger. Well, hello. Welcome to the 12th episode of the Tell Stories Make Friends podcast with me, Kevin Unger. Today, I got to talk with Kaylee Reed. She is the co-founder and the CEO of an amazing clothing company called Wear Your Label. They are doing some really cool stuff in the world when they're focusing on mental health and mental illness and making sure you know about those, which we talked about in the episode today, as well as looking super stylish while doing it. They've been featured on BuzzFeed, Today, Much Music Television, and even the Globe and Mail. She's even spoken at We Day. She is super, super cool and fun to listen to. You guys are going to love this conversation. So let's get this started. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I'm super stoked to have you. Of course. So let's get to know you a little bit. What does life look like for you? Like, what does family look like? Friend life? What do you do for work? Who are you? Tell us all about yourself. (laughs) Who is Kaylee Reed? I love that you asked about family and friend life because I am kind of frustrated right now with the startup world um, and how whenever you first meet someone, you ask like, okay, so what do you do? Like, what what startup are you running? Like, what, what do you do for work? And we like associate... Um, our identity with what we do for work. And there's so much more to that. So I love that you just asked that. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm Um, glad. Kaylee Reed. Yeah. So I'm 23 years old. I am the co-founder and CEO of a little fashion brand called Wear Your Label. Uh, So we design positive products to encourage conversations around mental health and give back to different mental health initiatives. Um, I also am a huge animal lover. I'm a content creator, so I do um, blogging and modeling and writing, and I'm a public speaker. Um, I'm the eldest of three siblings uh, and am from rural Alberta, a super small town. I moved across the country to go to university in Fredericton, New Brunswick, um, which baffles a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I went to this really amazing, uh, unique program called Renaissance College, uh, where they have the only leadership degree program in Canada. So I did that for my undergrad, and after graduating, I thought for sure I was going to go into fashion. Um, So I actually applied to do my master's in fashion studies at Parsons New School of Design in New York, got in, and at the same time started Wear Your Label. So I actually declined uh, my offer at grad school to start Wear Your Label, jumped headfirst into this startup that I knew nothing about. And that's kind of been my life ever since, like for the past three years, just figuring out how to build this brand, running a company, hiring employees, um, becoming a mental health advocate. Uh, Mental illness is something that I've struggled with uh, kind of throughout my entire life. And so the past couple of years, I've been learning more about advocacy, uh, self-care and speaking more about the topic. That's awesome. Okay, so you just mentioned (laughs) wear your label a whole lot. So, and then that, yeah. you're, you're a part of that. Now, you said it has to do with mental health and everything, but like, what exactly is it? So, you said it's a clothing line. Can you dive into what is it and how did you get started and why start it? Yeah. Um, 
So I'll start with why we got started. Um, Three years ago when I was in university, I was struggling with an eating disorder and depression, and I didn't tell anybody in my life that it was something that I was going through. Um, I was really kind of afraid and kind of plagued by self-stigma, not sure what people would think of me if I opened up about what I was feeling and what I was going through. So I kept it a secret for like three years in university, Um, didn't tell my family, didn't tell my friends. And one thing that kind of changed my perspective on it was going to group counseling, where I met um, other women who were going through really similar body image issues and eating disorder struggles. And I realized like, wow, like other people have the same problems that I do. Like I had felt so isolated up until that point um, and realized like this is actually a really common issue and nobody was really talking about it. So I started volunteering at a mental health organization and I met my co-founder Kyle and we both really loved fashion and we thought, okay, what if we did like a clothing campaign um, where we put like positive words on t-shirts all relating to mental health and donated the money back to a mental health charity. And that was like the initial, initial idea. Um, and that kind of has grown and grown into what Wear Your Label is today. Okay. Um, so we essentially like use positive messaging to promote mental health awareness, to break down barriers and the stigma and encourage self-love and self-acceptance. So messaging like it's okay not to be okay. Self-care isn't selfish. Sad, but rad. Um, and we donate 10% of our net profits to different mental health organizations and initiatives. And then we also try and include different little details in the brand and in the clothing that help get, that get people talking. Um, so one of the things we do is we use role models instead of fashion models. So we cast people who are personally affected by mental illness and mental health struggles and feature them on our blog, um, and on our social media. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have zero retouching policies. We don't retouch any of our models. And we also um, have little tags on all of the garments that tell you how to take care of yourself. So rather than just how to take care of your garment, there's like little self-care tips. That's awesome. Okay. I love all of that. And there's so much to unpack within that. Um, so first off, because I, I like how you're talking about you went to group therapy. Mm-hmm. And that helped you a lot, you're saying. So why do you think community is so important in getting better, whether it be mental health or physical health or even just having a good friend group? Why do you believe community is so important? Yeah, I mean, um, it's funny because when I look back at my recovery, it wasn't a doctor or a psychologist or medication that was like their turning point for me. It was meeting that community and meeting other people who get it. And I think there's something so, um, I don't even know how to describe the feeling, but like once you realize that you're not alone in what you're going through and that there's other people who totally understand what you're dealing with, it's such a relieving feeling um, and it helps you kind of better understand yourself and what you're going through to talk about it with other people who have gone through similar things. So I think having that community can be like one of the strongest forces to help someone on their journey to recovery. That's awesome. So now with mental health, like, do you know, can you define what mental health is or mental health issues? Because it's so like, there's such a big stigma around it. And I don't think a lot of people Mm -hmm. understand what mental health actually is. 
Yeah. So the first thing that I'll say is there is a difference between mental health and mental illness. So one in five people live with a mental illness, but five in five of us have mental health. So your health, think, think of it as your physical health. We all have physical health as well. Um, you can have a physical illness, but um, your, your health is not just the absence of an illness. It's your overall well-being. Um, and so I think that's kind of where that misconception comes from. Uh, so, yeah, when we talk about mental health, we talk about the one in five who struggle with anxiety, depression, eating disorders, schizophrenia, um, and the five and five, which is everybody else who mm. still get stressed out, still get nervous sometimes, sad, angry, upset, happy, um, feel this wide range of emotions and still have to take care and manage our mental health. Um, and I think that's kind of the side of the conversation we need to be talking about more uh, because we all do live with mental health and it's something that we all do need to be taking care of. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of people don't necessarily take care of their mental health or don't realize that yeah you that's something you do need to take care of just like physical health you need to take care of yourself right and yeah I like what you're saying too like how like the, the group mentality and like how just like talking about because you're so scared to talk about it and how important it is to talk about things because that like helps so much just being able to talk about it so why didn't you talk about it at first um that's a great question. And I kind of wish that I would have reached out and talked about it sooner. But I think it's the nature of mental illness. Uh, and so one of my favorite quotes about an eating disorder says, uh, having an eating disorder is like fighting a war in which the opponent's strategy is to convince you that the war isn't happening. So by nature of the illness, it's trying to tell you that you're not as sick as you actually are. It's isolating you. It's telling you that you're not good enough. Um, and that's what mental illness does. And that's why it's so difficult for people who are really struggling and in those lowest of lows to reach out. It's because your mental illness is telling you otherwise. Um, and I kind of always reflect back on that quote and how really it's like your mind, you know, fighting with you. Um, and I think that that's why a lot of people are plagued with self stigma. Um, for me, like, I think one of the reasons why my eating disorder developed the way that it did is I've kind of always had a need for perfection in my life and trying to make things perfect, whether it's myself or something else that I don't necessarily have control over. Mm. And so I was afraid to reach out because I didn't want people to think that I was flawed. Like I didn't want people to think that I was weak or that I had something wrong with me. I wanted to try and like uphold this social image of what I thought was perfection. No, that totally makes sense. Which is interesting that you said like you, you, you wanted everything to be perfect and perfection, which this company seems so fitting for you as like it's striving to show you that like it's not about perfection you're it's okay to be you which is really cool how it's like a constant it seems like it's a constant reminder to even yourself or anyone else who who deals with like mental illness or anything like that right totally yeah I mean building where your label has definitely been one of the best things that I've done for for my own mental health journey um just in like constantly being reminded of that message and that community and constantly like having to put my story out there which I think can be really cathartic for people. Yeah, no, totally. But I, th- I think it's interesting too, because even I've dealt with a lot of anxiety when I was in high school and depression in high school and in college. 
and I don't feel like I mean like yeah if it comes up I, I'll, I'll gladly talk about it and and I think it's really important to talk about it, but by no means have I ever thought oh I need to be an advocate I need to I need mm. to start a company that's all about like helping people right so but like so what made you want to share your journey so much um honestly I think it kind of goes back to that mentality of perfection and so when I realized like that I was really using that energy towards something negative which was like harming my body and harming my mind um I decided to try and channel it into something else and that new channel became social advocacy and mental health advocacy and so channeling all of that energy and mentality into perfection into something else um was kind of my way of like shifting gears um but it did happen like really organically too like I don't like I look back sometimes and I'm like how did all of this come to me like how am I the CEO of a company how did we show at New York Fashion Week like how did all of these things happen I've been really lucky but I think that everything happens for a reason I know it's so corny but I do (laughs) believe that and I think because I've had these opportunities that I do have a responsibility to share my story. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I love how you, yeah, like with how everything's kind of gone down for you, how you believe that you have a responsibility for that. And that's really cool. And you're owning it because you f- feel you have the responsibility. You're owning it, which I think is really cool. So now even within starting a company, there's a whole lot of challenges. Like I do photography mm-hmm. for myself for a living. So I know like some of the challenges and I'm sure there's in the clothing industry, there's so many more challenges or just different challenges. So what has been some hardships or things that thrown at you that have been really hard or that have been good learning curves that have taught you really valuable lessons? Uh, every single day. (laughs) Um, yeah, starting a business is really challenging and it's really hard on your mental health too, right? Especially if you're already dealing with mental health issues, like building a business is another layer to that. And I think specifically within the startup world, um, there's a lot of glamorization and over glorification of the hustle and the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world and all these like young tech startup stars who are killing it. And if you're in the startup space, you feel this pressure to work 24 seven on your business and to be busy all of the time and to constantly be grinding it out because that's the startup lifestyle. Um, and what I've learned, like, it took me a little while, but I realized like, okay, this is really unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and within the startup space, um, entrepreneurs specifically have a really um, high rate of depression and suicidal ideation and mental health issues. And it's really? because there is so much pressure on us to yeah. constantly uphold um, our businesses and, you know, be leaders to employees and customers and investors. And, you know, when we're in the press, like it looks like everything's going great, but there might be internal issues on the inside. So I've really been trying to prioritize like health over hustle. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about more in the startup space because there is so many challenges. Um, and I can't really point out one specifically because, like I said, like every single day there's something new. But it's also super rewarding to be able to go through that journey. No, I, I love that. He- uh, health over hustle. I just wrote yeah. that down. That is <laughs> possibly my new favorite quote. I like that. But it's, Amazing. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's 
Definitely, because I, I mean, someone who I love listening to is Gary Vee. I, mm-hmm. I mean, like he is great. And he talks about like he took like like five minutes off his entire twenties. I mean, like that's fantastic. But I mean, like I, I am young in my early twenties. I am married. I have a wife that I love and want to hang out with. Like I'm not gonna give that up just to make money. And I think that's really totally. important to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about Gary Vee too, um, cause I love him. Like I follow everything on Facebook and yeah. Instagram. He's so inspirational. Um, but I think there is kind of a misconception too around him cause he's constantly preaching hustle, hustle, hustle. But what's interesting about Gary Vee is that when he takes time off, he completely disconnects. There's no like in between, like if he's taken off, you know, a weekend, he's like not on his phone. He's spending all of his time with his kids and his family. Like he's not answering emails. And I think that's interesting because he does have like a very distinct separation between the two. Yeah. Well, is he, yeah, I think it's cool too because he's even said like Gary V is his side hustle. Like you don't know the real Gary. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like the the character you see on on online is is totally different. And it's cool too. Yeah, like people think you need to work all the time, which is I mean, yeah, I understand that if you're building something, it requires a lot of work, and I get that. I fully understand that. But I don't know, like, but is it worth your health? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like at the end of the day, if I look back and say, yeah, I mean, I'm loaded now, but. I lost all my friends and family in my 20s because I wanted money. Like, that just does not seem right to me. (laughs) I'm missing something there, if that's what I look back on. I think there is a fine balance, and I think there's a way to do both. I think there's a way to build a sustainable and profitable business and also have time to take care of your mental health and spend time with people that you love and spend time doing things that you love. So I don't think it has to be one or the other. Um, but I think right now our society and media is really focused on only one side of it. I agree totally. So I like what you just said, how you said there's a balance. So then speaking about balance, Mm -hmm. how did you find balance in that then? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because when I was first kind of introduced to the startup world, I kind of just like played the role and learned from what I saw of others doing, which was working 24 seven and putting in all this time and like, publicizing that you're always busy, which I think is interesting. Um, And so I was doing that. I was working like 14 hour days. This is when we were first starting up. So like I was doing everything like emails, shipping, screen printing, um, publicity, social media, like everything. And it got to a point where like I was so burnt out and my mental health was even worse than before I started the company and I realized like okay this is so backwards because if I'm trying to build this authentic brand all about taking care of yourself then I need to be doing the same for me Mm -hmm. so I really took a step back and started implementing self-care Sundays which is literally just taking one day a week Sunday to completely disconnect from work and only do things like for my self-care so for me that's like going to the SPCA to visit animals and hanging out with my boyfriend and cooking and uh watching Netflix and just disconnecting from work like not feeling guilty not letting Mm -hmm. myself feel guilty about it because that's just as 
bad is like when oh, you yeah. take time off, but the whole time you're thinking about work. Yeah. Um, and then just like slowly trying to implement that in like our work environment too. So um, the past couple months, we started implementing Friday mornings off at where your label. So oh, all nice. employees get fi- like Friday mornings off. You're not allowed to come into work. And it's something that like you have to take time to do something for your mental health. Um, so little things like that. And it definitely is a challenge because like I said, as a business owner, you know, as a CEO, everything stops with you. And if something Mm -hmm. doesn't get done, like you're on the hook for it, but finding that balance has been so, so important to my personal growth. For sure. I like what you just said. Um, they're not allowed to not, Oh, you don't have to. You're not allowed to. I like that <laughs> distinction there. That was nice. Because, yeah. Well, because if you say you're not allowed or you don't have to, you can have Friday mornings off. Well, it sounds like, oh, but you can come in if you want. But if you're saying you're not yeah. allowed to, I like how it sets the precedent of, no, you have to go take care of yourself. We strongly yeah. encourage it. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. No problem. So I also noticed like on your website, it says ethically made. I think that also falls in line with everything you guys are doing. But like, mm-hmm. so, why, so where do you guys get your clothing made? And, and why did you choose ethically because that costs if you don't if people don't know that like it costs a lot more money to get things ethically made yeah totally um so it was a decision that we made like when we were first starting up we just realized like if we're going to be socially conscious in one aspect of the business we have to be ethical kind of all the way around otherwise we're being hypocritical so we right now manufacture a lot of stuff in canada actually like a lot of our accessories a lot of our bracelets um, necklaces, that sort of thing. And then a lot of our clothing is made in the U S. Um, we also do work with like some suppliers overseas that are wrap certified, um, which essentially means that like third parties are going in and making sure that like all of the working conditions are right, that they're environmentally friendly, that they kind of set certain precedents. Um, and, but everything is finished and printed in the U S. So have you found that's hard like, has it ever been, oh, do, are you, because it does cost a lot more. Mm-hmm. Has it ever been, has there ever even been the thought of, well, what if we ever did that, like went the other way? Or has it always been, no, we always have to be ethically made. Doesn't matter. We have to stay this way because you're saying you don't want to be hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, we have looked at other options in the past because as a startup, like you want to try and cut costs wherever you can. But at the end of the day, like for us, it really just came down to a values play. And like, is it worth it for us to cut a few dollars on each item, but not really be living up to our values for our customers? I don't think so. So long term gain has always been better. Just like sticking to that ethical um, philosophy. And Yeah. yeah, we haven't really, yeah, gone against that. No, I like I like what you just said, like the long term gain, and I think that's really important. That uh, so many people are sh- focused on like the short term and mm-hmm. what's happening here and now, or in the next couple weeks or months even. But you're focused on okay, what's going to benefit us in the long term? And like I think like do you think that's more important than the short term? Always focusing on the long on the long game on the long haul, making sure that people know who you are and like you guys stood up for what you believed in from the beginning. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really important to me. And I wouldn't say like, 
one is like short-term versus long-term vision. I don't think one is necessarily more important than the other because you do need to be realistic in like your short-term gains to stay sustainable and to keep the company running and to, Mm -hmm. you know, constantly be, um, flexible and adaptable to whatever might come your way. Um, but I do think having like a long-term vision of what you want the company or yourself to be represented as and what you want people to remember you by. Totally. So now even with that too, um, with what you like, you want to be remembered by and how you're saying Mm -hmm. you didn't want to be, if you're going to be socially conscious of one area, then you want to be the other. I noticed that like you guys even made a post about it on your Instagram saying you guys took off the men's and ladies section on your website and made it everything unisex. So why is that? Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, actually, when we were first starting out, we went to this like gender panel at UMB where there was these young women talking about gender issues and dress code policies and just different issues around like femininity and masculinity and gender, um, gender constructs, social constructs around gender. And we kind of just walked away from that. And we were like, why is there like a shop guy, shop girls on every e-commerce website? Like, why mm-hmm. do things have to be divided that way? Why can't you just, yeah, like, why can't somebody just choose to wear whatever they want to wear? Like, whatever style suits them, yeah. whatever they feel comfortable with. So we just took the shop guy, shop girls portion off our website, um, made it shop, like super basic. And essentially just wanted to create a safer space for transgender and gender non-conforming youth who actually experience mental illness at much higher rates um, than their counterparts. So we thought, okay, if we can create one more space on the internet that's a little bit more inclusive, then, you know, maybe that can impact someone in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Something, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Because I was even looking at the statistics of it. What was it if your family, um, or if they don't have, if people who are transitioning don't have their family and friends support? What was it like the suicide rate is like sixty or seventy percent? Mm-hmm. If they have um, their friends and family support, it's like four. Yeah, yeah, what? it's wild. It's so wild. It's really sad. Um, and like, there's so many mental health issues that are like linked with other social causes. And I think that we've become pretty aware of that recently. So like, um, gender issues is one feminism is another, um, like socioeconomics, like there's so many things that play into it, addictions, alcoholism. Um, and so when people think, you know, mental illness, it's not just depression and anxiety. It's all of these other things that are connected to that. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And I think too, like that throughout all the stuff you, you guys have been doing has been, has been awesome. So has, have you guys been able to see a tangible impact that you've made? Has there ever been like stories of hope where people have like shared their stories? Yeah. Um, there's been some pretty intense ones and the one I think that stands out for me, uh, happened a few months ago and, there's a girl who messaged us on Instagram and she basically said, look, like I was having a really shitty day. I was planning my suicide attempt in my head um, after school and I was walking home planning out everything that I was going to do. And when I got home, I saw my wear your label package was home waiting for me in the mail. And I realized like in that moment that I wasn't struggling alone and I decided not to go through with that suicide attempt. And so that's like one, one example. And that's something that, you know, when we read that, it's like so amazing to have some sort of 
tangible stories of, of people who actually are, you know, like choosing to save their lives because of this product. And that amazes me every single day. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's intense and, and humbling and yeah, that's, that's amazing. How, like, how do you even take that in knowing that something (laughs) that you're part of helped save somebody's life? Uh, I cried like a lot, I think after reading that. That's fair. Um, Understandably. We, you know, most of the messages that we receive are a little more light. Um, and people just reaching out saying like, thanks so much for like helping me have a platform and helping me like share my story. Um, which is just as amazing, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it, it is, it's overwhelming at times, um, because we do get a lot of that. And of course, like I am still in a way struggling with my own mental health. Like I don't think recovery is a finite thing. I think it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, you know, me to be dealing with my own issues and also like having all of like other people's stories being shared with me and, um, it's a lot, like it, it's a lot to deal with, but it is so, so, so rewarding. Um, because it just, it shows how impactful things can be and like how important, a small conversation can be to someone. Yeah, a conversation, a simple conversation, even saying hello at a coffee shop can go a long way. A hundred percent. Yeah, even even I've made a really good friend. I think I might have talked about this before on the podcast. No, on somebody else's podcast, so I can say this now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, even I. So I work from a star. This one Starbucks uh, a lot, and so this one person who I started talking to, uh, he said hello to me. We started talking, and then. The conversation got real deep, real quick, and I didn't even know what to think <laughs> the first time. But we ended up becoming friends just because we kept seeing each other there. And I was like, I didn't even know how to process everything I heard from this person's life story. And then we ended up becoming friends. Now we like we we text occasionally. But we always see each other for coffee and we, we talk. So cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like just how saying hello that just starting the conversation is so important. I think from like mental health, even just life, and just be, being relationship based in life because yeah we're stronger together mm-hmm. so some of my favorite people uh who i listen to on podcasts have always asked their guests questions at around the end of the episode and i love that so without further ado i have three questions before we start to wrap this up okay okay so number one what makes you passionate about what you love Ooh. um Okay, so I'm going to throw another quote your way, and I don't remember who said this quote, but it was something along the lines of, don't ask yourself what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because the world needs more people who have come alive. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's so true in what I do with Wear Your Label. Like, I I never really, um, you know got motivated specifically about, you know, building a clothing line or combining these ideas together. But it was more just about like sharing stories and empowering other people to share their stories as well. And I think what motivates me is like meeting people like you or like our customers or at events or panels um, who are open and who are advocates and who are sharing their stories and creating conversations every day, because those are the people who inspire me and who motivate me to continue sharing my story. Um, and I think also just like always remembering 
the creative side and like what really like gets my gears going. Um, because I am a creative, I love to write, I love to just do all things creative and always like allowing myself to do those things in some capacity with where your label as well. That is awesome. I love it. I think it's really cool. Even what you're saying, like with that, with that quote, even is that we need more Mm -hmm. excited people. We need people just loving what they're doing and being vocal about it (laughs) because there's, yeah, there's so much, there's so much the hate in the world and people just getting yelling about hate. But if we just had people yelling about how excited they are about life, oh my gosh. Yeah. And love, like the world would be so much happier (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Okay. Question number two. A reflection is such an amazing tool. With that said, what has the last year been like for you? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) It's been amazing. It's been challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually just finished a an accelerator program out of Toronto uh, with Joe Fresh and Ryerson. So it's called the Joe Fresh Center for Innovation. And that was essentially a uh, startup program for fashion-based brands to get mentorship from Joe Fresh and Ryerson um, to help us build our brand and kind of take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of weeks ago, I just went and did my final presentation, which was exactly this. It was reflecting on the past year and all the milestones that we've hit and, you know, times that we didn't hit a milestone and why that happened. And I am really proud, to be honest, um, of everything that we've that we've been able to achieve. I mean, the past year was (laughs) amazing and wild. Um, We did a partnership with the National Alliance on Mental Illness in the U.S., which is the largest grassroots nonprofit organization for mental health, which was super amazing. Um, We did a partnership with Joe Fresh uh, in their stores. So we did like a nationwide tour um, where they donated $25,000 to our partner charity, Jack.org. Um, really, really cool things like that. But I think like what I'm most proud about and what I'm like most happy to reflect on is just my personal growth and like the self-awareness that I've had in building this brand. Um, you learn so much about yourself when you're thrown into challenging situations. And I think some of the most interesting and wise people that I know are people who have gone through really difficult situations and come out stronger. So even though the past year has been amazing in some regards, it's also been really challenging in others. And I'm in a way really glad for those challenges because I think it has made me a stronger and more self-aware person. Totally. I love that so much. Now question three, and this one's right up your alley. So what do you think is the best way to love someone? Oh, <laughs> the best way to love someone. Um, that's so interesting. I think being unafraid to be weird. Like, and maybe that that sounds weird in itself, but I think everybody I get has like I get what you everybody mean. has quirks and weird things that like you kind of keep to yourself um, until you're in like a long committed relationship which sounds like you are so you might like know this but I am as I am married there's, yes <laughs> there's always like these these weird things about yourself and about your personality that you like try to keep to yourself and are usually like scared to like tell a new person yeah. about or whatever 
Um, but I think the best friendships are the ones where you can be weird together. The best relationships are the ones where you can be weird together and you like embrace each other's quirks and weirdness and flaws. And so I think that's kind of the best way to show someone love is like to be weird around them. <laughs> that is so cool. No one's ever said that in like any conversation I've had. I love that. Because even I've asked these questions to so many people before I started the podcast. No one has ever said that. You're the Aww. first person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. That is awesome. Okay. Kaylee, this has been great. So where can people find Wear Your Label online as well as yourself? Yeah, so it's wearyourlabel.com. You can also find us on basically any social media at Wear Your Label. And uh, my name is Kaylee Reed at kaylee.e on Instagram and kaylee.com. Thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. She, I told you, she was a blast. So, see, I'm not surprised that you loved it because she's awesome. But yeah, if you if that if you like this conversation as much as I did, uh, please, please go send Kaylee some love. Go check out Wear Your Label and even buy some clothing. Maybe I'll buy some too. We can match. It'll be fun. We can we can step up our Twitter game and Instagram game together. But you can find me, Kevin Unger, on Instagram and Twitter just by searching Kev Unger. That's K-E-V-U-N-G-E-R. Want to hear more interviews like this? Then please subscribe to the podcast. You will not regret it. And when you do that, you're going to make sure that people hear it because you're going to tell your friends about it and they're going to listen to it and they're going to tell their friends about it. And you guys can all leave reviews because it's going to help me out and it's going to make more people listen to it, which means you can have even better guests on the show. Not better, but more awesome guests on the show. Anyways, this has been so much fun and I cannot wait for you to hear next week's conversation. I will talk to you then.